What's going on, everyone? Thank you for making this podcast a part of your day. Your constant support means so much, and it's really the only way that this podcast will continue to grow. So again, thank you for listening, and thank you for subscribing and sharing with the people around you who you think would benefit from listening. And if you have any ideas on potential guests that I could have on the show, I would love to hear from you. So feel free to shoot me an email at theunstoppablepodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at theunstoppablepodcast. Unfortunately, life can throw obstacles in our path, and sometimes those obstacles can catch us so off guard that it knocks us flat on our back. Shane Griffith and the Stanford wrestling team know what this is like. He goes against Jake Wenzel, 13-1 for the redshirt senior from suburban Pittsburgh, a two-time ACC champ. All four of his victories here have been by seven points or fewer, and Griffith is the highest seed here in the championship field at number eight. Wenzel put himself in a tough position there. He's got to do something to help himself. But Shane Griffith is a proud favorite. Everybody wants to see Stanford wrestling. Giving Brick thrown from the green corner. Couple of swipes there for Griffith as time expires. Keep the dream alive. Save Stanford wrestling. Well, Shane Griffith, the odds stacked against him, not only knocked off number one, but now he is number one. In 2020, Stanford University announced that they would be cutting 11 sports programs, including wrestling, following the 2020-2021 season. The news turned Shane and his teammates' world upside down. This monumental obstacle would have crushed the dreams of many, but not Shane, who finished this wrestling season as a Pac-12 champion, Pac-12 Wrestler of the Year, Outstanding Wrestler of the NCAA Tournament, and National Champion. Today, We're going to talk about Stanford's decision to cut wrestling, why we shouldn't run from adversity, and why it's important to have the bigger picture in mind. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish. When I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to The Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Streets. Please welcome today's special guest, Shane Griffith. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Today's homes are getting smarter, and so are today's homeowners. When it comes to protecting your home with the latest smart home technology, the smart choice is Safe Streets, the only ADT authorized provider in the country. To schedule a free home security evaluation, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. All right, Shane, how you doing, bro? Good, good. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Well, first off, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to uh, to join me and talk today. Yeah, of course. Anything. 
So I, I know you said you, you were just wrapping up a workout. So are you, you wrestling or are you weightlifting? What, what, what are you doing right now? Uh, weightlifting. I weightlifting. take a little time off after the season and kind of just focus on, uh, I actually love running. So I run a bunch and just lift. I love lifting too. Nice. Well, yeah, it's, it's a much deserved break from wrestling, man. And again, and by the way, I mean, congratulations. I mean, an amazing season for you, Pac-12 wrestler of the year, NCAA champion, outstanding wrestler of the NCAA tournament. Congrats, man. That, that's an incredible uh, accomplishments you have right there. A, a huge list of accomplishments. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. it means a lot. Uh, my pleasure, man. You're someone that, uh, I really enjoyed being able to follow these past couple of years, you know, doing the commentating seeing you guys wrestle and seeing you compete specifically. It's been a lot of fun. So I'm happy to see that success. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to talk about your, your college career and, you know, where you are right now, but I'm really interested, man. How'd you get started into wrestling? Like what got you into it? Yeah. Everyone always asks this question, but for me, it was, I was in preschool and I was just trying to hang out with my friends. So, you know, my dad was like, all right, go take him. Do you want to go hang out after school? And, that's what it was. It was mostly just to hang out, you know, mess around, wrestle, like nothing serious, just, just as kids do. And uh, year after year, just slowly picked up and turned into where I am now. That's awesome, man. Preschool. That, that's young. I, I wish I would have started that young. I was, I was 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, no, like, that's awesome. It's even better. It's a better story. I, I guess that's true. But it's like, I, I felt like, you know, once I got to my senior year, I felt like I was, I was finally figuring it all out. You know what I mean? It's like, man, yeah. I wish I had like four more years <laughs> finally understanding this. So, I mean, yeah. shoot, since you started it in, when you're in preschool, you, you probably don't even remember your first match. Do you, do you remember, remember much nah, about that? I remember getting whooped around. <laughs> I was, I was so young that I'd have to bump up to the whatever I was like four or five and I had to bump up to wrestle like the six seven year olds so uh, you know, at that time it was a huge <laughs> jump in maturity <laughs> I, I get that and it's funny you know I ask guys that question I ask wrestlers like you know do you remember much about your first match and a lot of them is like no I, I'm young but you know I was young when I started but they're like you never forget that first whooping though you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always leaves you in your mind yesterday. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's cool man and you know, I mean, just looking back on my own personal journey, there, there's been some special people in my life and I call them my voices in the crowd, right? It's like those people who've inspired me, who, you know, as I'm wrestling through life, as I'm wrestling on the mat, they're right there just cheering me on. So I was just curious, who are those people in your life who have inspired you, not just in wrestling, but just in your life to achieve the success that you have? Yeah, I'd definitely, I'd probably get more casual just to my, my parents, you know, every day they've always supported me and even even if I didn't have um, the best situations, they always provided what they can and kind of exceed my expectations. So I look up to them and they really helped me get to where I am today. And every time I ever need anything, they're always, you know, a phone call away and will do anything they have to do for me. So there's someone I'm just grateful to have in my life. That's awesome. So like, you know, when you're a kid going into wrestling, as you started to progress, were they like always at the tournaments and stuff? Just yeah, they, <laughs> scream, they scream on the side of the mat. and Yeah, they tried to uh, come into everything. My yeah. mom was a big cheer when I was little and I was a little kid and I lost and cried. And I told her I couldn't hear my coaches because of her. So then like, she never cheered again. So she's very quiet now. <laughs> it's <so bad. laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. I know my yeah. mom, <laughs> my mom was always cheering loud. You know, she, she, she showed me her hands after my, my national finals match and they were like all bruised up because she was clapping so hard, but <laughs> it's like, God love the wrestling mom. Yeah. Right? yeah that intensity. <laughs> no, it's great yeah it's, that's really cool so i mean i, I want to shift gears if it's cool with you and talk more about your your college career you know so you start in preschool you, as you start to progress go through high school what led to that decision 
to go to Stanford and, and, you know, compete in wrestling and, and just pursue an academic career there. Yeah. I mean, I was saying end of middle school is something I want to pursue definitely long-term in college. Um, then by like my senior year, I was education played a pivotal role in my mm-hmm. college um, decision. So obviously Stanford offered great education, great wrestling and, you know, just the environment being in California is awesome and you meet so many great people. So I just thought it was the best place for me to excel um, in the real world and athletically on that. Yeah, definitely. And you can't beat the weather out there in California. I mean, I, I'm in Arizona, yeah. but I mean, summertime, man, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, that's perfect <laughs> weather out here. I'm just staring out in the sun right now. It's like 70. So uh, I'm jealous. We're already in the 90s, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. That's really hot. And, and you, you mentioned your academics being an important part of your decision so what are you majoring in right now what are your plans like long term after wrestling yeah um our majors are unique i'm doing science technology and society so for me it's just kind of it's an interdisciplinary uh, framework of just um i would say kind of innovation and trying to take sciences and how you incorporate it into society uh I, i like to look at it as more of like an entrepreneur startup kind of thing um so that's definitely something i'm gonna try to pursue afterwards or if not, then I'm probably going to go into like wealth management or something like that. Nice. That's interesting. And I mean, Stanford with the academic rigors that you have to go through. And on top of that, I mean, you're, you're extremely successful in wrestling. So it's like, you know, being able to balance school and your sport and then, you know, just regular life. That's a hard thing for a lot of people to be able to do. You know, it's like they have a hard time just being able to sacrifice and balance. So, you know, what was your secret? Just being able to, uh, be able to balance what was most important to you there yeah i was just saying having a strict plan honestly like my best grades always came from um when i was during the season just because you're on such a strict Mm -hmm. regiment and you have no choice but to utilize that free time you have and kind of can't get off the drifting path because then it's a domino effect and it affects something else so um yeah just really strict planning and like i said during the wrestling season was always my when i performed my best in the classroom (laughs) That's funny. I can relate to that in so many ways because I remember, you know, when I got into wrestling, you know, I was 14 and I started academics at the time were a a big focus of mine, but my mom, she used wrestling. She's like, all right, I'm only going to let you wrestle if you get A's and B's. She's (laughs) like, if you get one C, I'm pulling you out. So (laughs) by the time I got to college, that became something that was important to me. I, you know, I learned that, okay, academics have to come first. And I like what you said there about, you know, just having that blueprint and having that strict plan. Mm-hmm. And that's something I do too. You know, it's like, it's just, it's easy to follow, right? That step-by-step process. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I think it's something that people overlook a lot. I mean, I actually like to kind of just wing it sometimes, but just having a general idea of what, what I'm going to do next, uh, I definitely think it helps me. And like I said, on that, on the mat and in the classroom. Yeah, it, It's kind of like being on the mat in the way, right? It's like, you, you kind of have like a strategy, what you want to do, but it, you know, depending on how your opponent reacts, it's like, you got to adjust and kind of roll with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And even it's like practices, you know, you start practices with warm up or a game to drilling to live to cardio conditioning. So everything you look at, it has a plan to it. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. I believe there's an unstoppable spirit in us all, but sometimes that unstoppable spirit should be stopped at the door. That's why I've partnered with Safe Streets to help stop would-be intruders and porch pirates from ruining your day. Right now, Unstoppable listeners can get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. Let Safe Streets help protect what you value most. Reserve your free doorbell and $100 Visa gift card today. Call 844-980-SAFE. 
or visit safestreets.com slash unstoppable. Definitely, man. And, you know, just making that jump into the college level. I mean, I remember my experience. It, it's exciting. You know, it, it's stressful. It's <laughs> all, all these things bunched up into one thing, you know, but it's like, it's a, it's a commitment that you've made, you know, I mean, being, being a scholar athlete, that's a full-time job. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's intense. And, and in picking the school, it's a, it's a life-changing decision. And, and so, yeah, I know recently, uh, you know, you received news that Stanford was cutting their wrestling program. Um, where were you when you, you received that news? No, I was on I was on a beach with a couple of buddies. We were taking like a week off on vacation. And uh, yeah, Borelli texted us and said that we had to hop on a call. Um, you know, it was the middle of summer. So, you know, it couldn't have been a good thing. But yeah, it was a, you know, everything just flipped upside down just to enjoying the summer to, all right, what's my next move going to be for the future? Dang, man, that, that sucks. And, you know, Arizona State, when I was a freshman, uh, they dropped their wrestling program temporarily. And you know, I can remember it was the summertime as well. I think it was like May. And, you know, I was I was at my my summer job. I was at the airport washing and waxing airplanes. So I'm mm-hmm. on top of this big airplane wing. I got this big brush in my hand and my phone was just, it would not stop going off. So I, I, I say hello and it's like a reporter. And like, you know, Anthony, just wanted to get your, your thoughts on Arizona State dropping the wrestling program, you know, and it's like, like my heart drop. I, so I, I understand, man, what you, yeah. you know, that experience that you went through just hearing that news. That's, it's terrible. Yeah. No, but you guys got through it. So we'll see. Hope for the best. Yeah. I know. I mean, the wrestling community is behind you guys. And for those listening, we can go to keep Stanford wrestling.com. Correct. Just to get yeah. the, the latest news to donate and to really voice your support and get the, the contact info for the people who are making these terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, it's awesome. There's been a, handful of people that reached out and it's tremendous uh i always emphasize like the wrestling communities might be a little small but like everyone's close in there and it's a family so it's pretty awesome to have a community behind your back definitely man it, it is pretty cool you know I, i'm traveling the country doing motivational speaking events and you know i'll run into people and they'll see like cauliflower ear and they'll be like yeah i wrestled in this instant bond right it's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny very few people get it yeah, for sure you know, and yeah, you know, I'm just curious, Shane, you know, just going back to, you know, that, that moment, you know, when the program was dropped, you know, cause I remember my experience just, man, I left work. I was crying. I was calling my mom. Just my world got turned upside down, you know? So I'm like, what was your initial reaction? Like, were you thinking about quitting? Were you thinking about just right away transferring? Um, you know, what, what was your, 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 your initial thoughts there? Yeah, I was, I don't, my main thing, I go, for, I go for runs a lot just to clear my mind. So that's exactly, I just went on a run and uh, just called my dad and, you know, the main thing was to get that education. So I promised him no matter what, I'll get the education. And in order to save my wrestling career, I kind of knew I had to just ramp up um, my classes to graduate early. So, I mean, that was pretty much the plan. I mean, I started talking to a couple of schools just in case, or just so I didn't have to struggle. Um, But just overall, we thought it'd be smart to stay there, utilize my last year and get the degree and hopefully transfer out. Academics was, was what brought you back for that, that final season then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Smart man thinking the the bigger picture there. Yeah. You know, (laughs) wrestling's good and all, but there's always more to life. Yeah. I I agree, man. And I I think that sometimes it's really hard for athletes to kind of realize that sometimes, right. It's like, like you go and go and go and they're focused on this one thing and they, they kind of fail to look up at what's further down their path right like what's yeah. next like what, what happens when when the, that 
part of the journey ends, you know, when their body just says no more, it's uh, you got to have that bigger picture in mind sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. You know, and, you know, I just wanted to ask you about uh, Coach Borelli. I mean, he's super awesome guy. I get to talk with him every so often when you guys come out to Arizona to, to wrestle ASU and see you guys at the Pac-12s. And he just seems like a fun coach to be able to uh, compete for. I mean, did Coach Borelli, did he, you know, say anything to you guys going into the season? Because, I mean, I mean, man, factoring the pandemic, what was going on with that, you know, you guys having to be in the bubble. And then also, I mean, this, your wrestling program is, is in chaos. I mean, did he say anything to kind of help you guys rein in what you were feeling and your thoughts to be able to, you know, actually compete on the mat? Yeah, I mean, he just emphasized that we're going to keep fighting it and um, just still go out there and do what we do best. And there's no better way to show the university that they made a the wrong decision by just winning and showing them we are a competitive team and we're capable of achieving high things at high levels. Yeah, actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what mom always said. <laughs> you, got, you guys certainly proved it, man. It was so impressive to watch you guys. And obviously the wrestling community was cheering you on. And uh, you know, I, I was just curious too, uh, the decision to wear the black singlets, um, what led to that decision? And can you kind of explain the the significance behind that for our listeners who might not be familiar with what exactly happened and why you chose to wear the black singlets? Yeah. Shane Griffith from Stanford. He may be the last ever to wrestle for Stanford. Over the summer, one of 11 sports told they'd be eliminated. The alumni have raised more than $12 million, enough to fund the program into perpetuity. The team here in St. Louis wearing all black singlets. The only way you'd know they're from Stanford, their warm-up tops say keep Stanford wrestling. We, we stopped wearing our gear, our Stanford gear as a whole. And um, so our main thing was just getting straight black gear and honestly I kind of loved it. It was awesome. But it was just more of a, a statement how the university is not going to support us. Like we're not going to represent them and give our best effort for us, uh, for them. But the season was just really personal and just trying to represent one another as like a family rather than the university as a whole, because we earned it, not them. Yeah. I, I understand that, man. And that, that's kind of, I mean, it's it's terrible to be in that situation, but it is a special bond that very few will understand, you know, with your team, with your your coach, just going through that. And, you know, I, like I said, you know, with ASU dropping the program freshman year and then they brought it back, I, there was still a lot of bad blood there for me too, you know, mm -hmm. and, and for, for my teammates. And so going in, like, you know, we didn't really trust the school. We were still angry with, with their initial decision. So we felt like we were on our own. You know, we felt like we were just wrestling for us. And uh, so it, it was very unique and, I mean, I guess in a way though, that like being out there on the mat, having that extra emotion, that extra energy, it definitely helped, you know, during yeah. those certain, especially at the national tournament. I mean, you know, right. It's a yeah. grind being there. Yeah. It's a grind. I mean, any, any a little bit of energy like that is a, definitely goes a long way. Yeah, man. And you know, what you're able to accomplish this year, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, especially considering everything, all the obstacles that you had to deal with. Um, so like, do you have any advice for people who, you know, they're going through life, you know, and they might have an obstacle thrown in their path like you did. Like, do you have any advice for them on how they can overcome that that obstacle, how they can overcome that that challenge that they're dealing with? Yeah, I'd say to never, never run from adversity just because as a whole, either overcome it and that's an awesome feeling itself or you find ways around it and you'll learn through the process of it all. But ultimately trying to just do what you want to do and no matter what the what adversity or challenges or hiccups you face along the way, as long as you're like you're pursuing what you love, you're going to get through it and hopefully on top. I like that. 
you know, I, I like that never run from adversity. And it's like, just like in a wrestling match, right? It's like you yeah. go to those national tournaments and you, you can't control who you're going up against, right? How, how the bracket changes and everything. It's like, hey, this guy might be number one I'm facing. He might be number whatever. It's yeah. <laughs> the yeah. only thing yeah. I can control is how I go out there and compete, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my motto of growing up with my dad was just always to be the best, you have to beat the best. So at these big tournaments, it, it doesn't matter who you're facing. If you want to you win the bracket, you're going to have to wrestle the best guys at some point. So can't run yeah. forever. Yeah, exactly. You got, got to prove it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, man, I want to talk about your that moment. And you know the moment I'm talking about, you know, like when the time's ticking down in that finals match and like, you know, like, Mentally, you're like, man, I'm, I'm about to be a national champion. Yeah. You know, so like, like, what did that moment feel like for you? And, and especially considering the crowd was cheering. They were, they were saying, keep Stanford wrestling, right? Or, or bring back Stanford wrestling. Mm-hmm. What were they saying? Yeah. I, I keep- bring back Stanford is the yeah, chant from yeah. the stands. And, you know, for 2,500 fans, that's pretty loud. That's not just Stanford fans. That's all wrestling fans here. It allows us to hear this chant a little bit more. Keep Stanford wrestling. Keep Stanford wrestling. So, yeah. I mean, um, it's like, it's one of the best feelings ever, you know? It's kind of just like speechless, or just emotionless, because everything you ever worked so hard for in your life, it just... You know, sometimes you question it. It was like, was it worth it? And it was just such a satisfying moment. You just feel so fulfilled with everything you've done. But yeah, it was just awesome. Just just how far we've come together as a as a community and a family this year. So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to put into words, really. I get it, man. And uh, something you said was it worth it? You know, you kind of think about that as you're going through the journey. And I've, I've I mean, I was there plenty of times <laughs> going yeah. through the season, you know, getting frustrated. And, you know, I think that just applies to anything, right? It's like you chase this goal and you you get those lumps. Sometimes you get the setbacks, but you know, when you're at that moment, when you're at that point where you're like, is it worth it? You got to envision the final outcome, right? Like you think about how good is it going to feel to get my arm raised yeah. to, to be the new national champ, right? To be Pac-12 wrestler of the year. You got to envision the, the, the final outcome. Yeah, and the end goal. You can never forget what the end goal is. Yes, sir. Always focus on that end goal. <laughs> so, Shane, man, I mean, what are your plans moving forward academically and wrestling-wise? I, I see you're wearing a, a Ohio State hat. Is that, uh... <laughs> yeah, no. No no hints. Uh, no, I'm an Ohio State fan my whole life. I grew up with um, – my dad's side was from Columbus, so nice. I'm an Ohio State fan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing is just to try to save the program right now, but – I'm going to start applying to some grad programs and kind of hopefully take some visits whenever the dead periods comes up. Um, but yeah, just maybe try and find a new home right now and seeing what university is going to be best for me academically and athletically. Well, good for you, man. And again, you know, the wrestling community is behind you guys. We'll be supporting you all the way through. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be sending my, my best. I'll be sending prayers your way. Uh, and I know, you know, you want to kind of get back to relaxing and, and chilling out. You just got done working out. So I know how that feels. Just want to yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, catch a uh, nap. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, maybe another workout. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hear you. I get my workout in the day, man. Um, so if it's cool with you, I have 
three final questions. I call them the short time questions. So yeah. it's basically, man, the first thought that pops in your head when I ask you, just blurt it out and we'll move on All to the right. next question. Sound good? Yeah. All right, bro. First question. What's your favorite motivational book and or movie? Uh, book, I'd say. Can't hurt me. I like that. I like that book. I actually just read that one. Yeah. It's a good one. Do you have a movie or just a book? Oh, uh, movie. This might be a little stretch, but uh, I like Lone Survivor. That's an awesome movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just how he got through it all. Nice. Next question. Do you have a favorite motivational quote? Yeah, it's uh, by Aristotle. It's, we are what we repeatedly do. Therefore, excellence is not an act, but a habit. I like that one. Final question, my friend. What does unstoppable mean to you? I think it's what we were talking about before. It's just uh, not running from adversity and being able to break down those walls to become who you are. I love it, man. Great answer, Shane. Thank you so much for your time, bro. And again, congratulations on all your success. And I wish you the best moving forward, man. Whatever happens, I know you're going to do extremely well. But uh, again, the wrestling community is behind you and we'll be supporting to the very end. Yeah, thank you so much for everything. My pleasure, man. You take care. <laughs> you too. It was cool getting to catch up with Shane and hear about his experience winning his national title. I really like how he said that we should never run from adversity because he's absolutely right. Either we find a way through it, around it, or we simply learn through the process of it all. And that has the potential to make us so much stronger in life. For everyone listening who wants to support the fight to keep Stanford wrestling, please go to keepstanfordwrestling.com. The wrestling program needs our help. They've raised over $12 million to keep the program. However, the decision makers at Stanford are still trying to do away with it. So again, please go to keepstanfordwrestling.com to voice your support. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets, the leader in smart home security and automation, an ADT-authorized provider. Our smart security pros will help you evaluate your home security and automation needs to protect your home and everything you value most. Get a free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with The Really Good Home Podcasts. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and remember, be unstoppable.